Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hey, you, welcome to the Wolf and Our email special Tom's eating some granola and yogurt Yeah, boy yeah, Still hasn't finished Ah, oh, we're just having a fucking crazy time Listen, Tom's having granola and yogurt uh, I had a little bit of porridge What we want to know is what are you having for breakfast at the moment? Is it toast? Is it cereal? Is it a little bit of fruit? Send all your pictures Just... in of you eating your breakfast to wolfhoutpod at gmail.com. Actually, you know what? Because this pictures thing is exploding. I've got an idea, Rob. Send your pictures to the Wolf Owl podcast Instagram, and then we can regram them from there. Oh, my God. That is such an obviously good solution to that situation. Yeah, yeah but we there's no point putting up a load of pictures of just what? <laughs> Hitler. No, 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 no. The sweet the soul ones. Don't worry about the sweet soul ones, right? Yeah. Unless you've written, Rom is a sweet soul like that. It's quite funny. Um, but if you write, you know, just this week, let's just get some wacky pictures of over the weekend of people eating their breakfast. That's quite cool. It's quite funny. It's quite out there. What are we turning into? Is this fucking Heart FM? <laughs> If they're pulling funny faces and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Do an impression of Ramesh eating his breakfast. No, please don't. <laughs> um, what are you having? Granola, granola, yogurt, and what? Banana. Oh, is it nice? Lovely. You ate banana the other day, and you ate it in such a sultry way. What's Someone gave you a banana, and you. Why ate are you watching it? me eating a fucking banana? I can help it. The way you were eating it was so inviting. What are you talking about? You eat a banana, yeah. In such a slow, methodical like, way. How everybody else eats a banana? No, 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 no. There's something going on there, bro. When you're eating a banana, okay. <laughs> Let me do me a favour. Don't ever tell me you've watched me no, eat a banana. You're breaking it again. apart. It's all methodical. It's all like you know, like when you hear about serial killers and they sort of like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, they 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 go about it slow and steady. Like I'm like stuffing it in my face. You're like really like taking your time with it. I'd love to see you eat a tangerine or an orange. By the way, while we're talking about fruit, I just want to share something with you now yeah. that I think is a fucking game changer. Go on. So a few years ago, I was in LA. Yeah. Right? And they've got loads of, obviously, around LA, they've got loads of uh, little street v- vendors and stuff. Yeah. And one of the ones they had was they had a Mexican fruit stand. Right. And I bought some fruit off this guy, and it was pineapple with some, like, chili salt or something on it right and it tasted you know one of those things that you eat something on a holiday or, or wherever and it stays with you for it like it, it was yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. amazing right anyway the other day i'm on tiktok okay just flicking through tiktok and there's this guy who runs his sweet company and 
in this in the videos, he's putting he's getting like haribos and shit like that, and he's putting a little bit of chili sauce and chili powder on them, right? And like mixing up. And apparently this is what Mexicans like this is like a Mexican way of eating sweets, right? And somebody says, What is that you're putting on there? And he says it's tahin, which is the chili stuff they put on fruit, right? So I go, holy shit, this must be the stuff, okay? So then I order some, mate. I've been having it on like pineapple, melon, apple. What's it called, this stuff? It's called tahin, T-A-H-I-N. Where did you get and it it's from? This ch- it's this chili and lime powder, like crushed chili thing. You put it on fruit, mate. It is sensational. All fruit? I haven't tried it with banana. I'll tell you what I've tried it on. Strawberries, mm. melon, watermelon, pineapple, mango. Wow. How about, did I say apple? No. Anyway, it, apple, it's, dude. If it works on apple, it'll work on pear. Yes, great. Yeah, I didn't realise we had an expert on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh god, that was so good! Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to our first email. Hi, lads. I'd like to be anonymous if you could please. As my partner listens to pod with me while we're in our car at times, both big fans too. I mean, I, I wonder if we should even include that detail because that feels like it's giving. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, as with millions of people, since the end of March 2020, myself and my partner have been both working from home. This started off fantastically well. And we love being able to work in our own environments and spend more time together. I've, I've sort of taken out details here because I think he's undermining his uh, anonymity here. Right. Slightly. Rather than having a lengthy commute to and from the office. Our usual setup is uh, while our kid is away, my partner works downstairs and I stay, stay upstairs in the bedroom. As I mentioned, the system worked very well as we both have regular meetings we have to attend during the day. However, over the past few months, my partner has increasingly been expressing that she wants me to sit downstairs with her as she misses me. I'm only a flight of stairs uh, above her, and I like having my own space to have my own podcasts, music, etc. on while I'm grafting away. So I've all said no. I want to know if I'm in the right to do what I'm doing or if I'm being a dickhead by refusing to sit with her. Both of our offices seem unlikely to reopen at full capacity. Therefore, likely does this may soon become permanent. Um, we're in a perfectly happy and balanced relationship. We're due to get married this summer, but this is a minor, minor nag that we would like to resolve. Your opinion would be greatly appreciated. Um, you know what I've noticed? A okay. lot of people who write in are getting married. Yeah, I guess so, because sort of, you're sort of in lockdown and you think you don't know that there are other options, do you? Sort of, it becomes less apparent. No, no, I'm saying we've had quite a few recently, so it's quite, a, you know, we probably have to pick the weddings that we go to a little bit more carefully. But anyway, um, so... Yeah, I've picked mine, <laughs> and that is none of them. So. Right, here we go. Right, go on. Uh, anonymous man. Uh, let's just call you that, because it's easier. Anonymous. Is it? Is that easier? Anonymous man every single time you refer to him? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Anon- anonymous okay, man. Uh, I actually think there's a best of both worlds situation here. Mm. I think mm. what you mm. do Preach. is Preach. you, Monday to Wednesday, you good, work good, good, upstairs. Good. And then, anonymous man, Thursday and Friday, you go downstairs with your sweet, sweet lady and you work there, down there together. Um, I think. It's actually quite nice, the fact that you've spent a year working at home. Um, and it's clear that you've got a situation <coughs> in which things are going well and you're, you're not having arguments, you're, you're getting together and listening to this podcast, which I, I think is, is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think, uh, I think yeah, I think that she has said, oh, yeah, I miss you when you're upstairs. It's quite sweet. I think that's quite nice. I think, yeah, I, I think for me, I think she's sending you out something there to say, Yo, I care about you. I love you. I've been seeing your face for a few hours. Um, and I think, you know, maybe maybe try it on a Friday. Dress down Friday. You both work downstairs. And then maybe what would be nice is on a Thursday, you invite her to work upstairs with you. And then you know what? You're breaking, you're breaking a routine. A re- and routine sometimes can get a little bit stifling. So that's, that's quite, I think that's the way to go for me. Anyway, Anonymous Man, thank you for writing in. And, um, Send any of your wedding pictures uh, to wolfoutpod oh. at gmail.com. Um, I uh, would love to step in here and say that I think Tom's advice uh, was excellent. 
I do think that's a I do think that's a great solution. I don't know about two days a week, mate. It depends how busy you are. Do you, know I mean? you know what I would do is maybe you do it as one day a week, but you do that make that day the Wednesday because mm. like Wednesday is like the toughest day, isn't it? Yeah. I, I just think Wednesday could be a nice little thing for you to look forward to. And you know what else happens maybe, on a Wednesday? Yeah, the old Wolf and Al come out. Yeah come out to play yeah, uh but what you could do is you could do a little role play thing you know maybe mix it up sort of she's like working alongside the office from you you've not met each other before and then suddenly you start doing a bit of flirting do you know what i mean throw a little bit of side eye she comes over and she goes um i've got something for your inbox or you would say that to her or something and then you say oh really well i haven't seen it yet where she goes <laughs> And she goes, oh, <laughs> she goes, oh, haven't you? And then you get, then you pay that? someone and fifty then... quid to come and be your HR person. <laughs> yeah, someone that you'd ideally like a threesome with, and they come in and they go, okay, it seems to be a bit of a dispute here. And then what's the dispute about? And then you go, the dispute is she's too hot. And then she says, and the, my dispute is. You're not going to be able to see this, people. But Romish looked up at his door there. <laughs> no, do you know why? Because I sort of, I sort of realised I'm at home. Lisa and the kids are here, and I'm sort of doing some sort of weird sexual fantasy thing. Anyway, look, I've carried this bit on too far. The point is, you could make it part of your thing. It does. It did remind me this email of two issues I've got um, that I'd love to broach with you, Tom. Yeah. One of them is this that. Obviously, I've been doing the Ranganation over the last six weeks, yeah. and we we write that show from Monday to Wednesday, and then obviously, rec- and then we record it on a Thursday. And Lisa told me the other day we were talking about bits and pieces about coming out of lockdown and what we're going to do in a bit of family quality time and stuff like that. And she made the observation to me that when I'm working, I completely shut everything else off. Like she goes, "We all know that when you're working, you're completely in it, and you." you're just completely in the zone with it. Yeah. And she so, she said, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I did sort of take it in a bad, do you know what I mean? Like what the implication I got from that is, it doesn't matter what's going on with your family. If you're in work, you're in work. I mean, are you like that? Yeah, I'm like it at the moment. We're filming King Gary. I, I can tell you now that I know that I'm, you know, not self, it's selfish. I, my mind and my, my, yeah, my focus is on that at the moment. It's, you know, it's like today, I've finished this and I've got writing to do. I've got to rewrite some scenes and I've got, you know. So, yeah, um, I think I think you have to kind of, it's all encompassing, isn't it? When you when you do what we do, I think to, to hopefully take it seriously. And I think sometimes, yeah, I, I, I'd say that I've, I, yeah, I, I know myself that I sort of let other things maybe sort of drift a little bit and I need to sort of be better at that, I think, you know, and, and show that the respect it deserves. Because it's easy to, it's easy to sort of just completely fucking go, right, this is the thing that I'm doing. I'm just going to be running at this thing. And this is everything that is, you know, that's going on. And and, and what you realise is that, and I think it's probably even made harder that for the last year we've been in this sort of situation where we have sort of been at home more and we have been doing stuff more. So then you've probably given more time to that. I, I know before lockdown happened, I was working far too hard. I was always, I was like six days a week five of those in the office in London, um, you know, went and, you know, then, yeah, I'd started like you, I'd started going back to doing bits of gigging. Uh, so I was like all the time and I, I really took my off the ball, I think. And, and that's, uh, and that, that, that's my bad. And I think that, yeah, I can completely sort of uh, empathize with that and, and see where, yeah. um, in what Lisa's saying. Yeah. We're both guilty. The other thing I, the, the other thing I would say, and this paint, and I'm aware this paints me in quite a bad light, bearing in mind that I do a job that is sort of essentially kind of dicking about, but if I'm writing stand-up or writing a script or writing whatever, doing any writing, it takes me ages to get back to the point that I was at mentally if I get interrupted. Yeah. Right? Which is why sometimes when Lisa says to me, um, when Lisa pops in when I'm writing and says something to me like, uh, how does my, how do these, what do you think of how these leggings fit? I just bought them. I sometimes react with, uh in not in a way that she uh finds useful or or helpful or indeed encouraging for our ongoing relationship together because it uh, because basically it's gonna take me fucking 45 minutes to get back to that point yeah, in my yeah. concentration do you know what I mean? but what's interesting is you, like and like this is a 
like it's sort of slightly skewed off the point. What you say about our job is messing around and being silly and, and sticking about. The truth of it is that's a really small part of it. That's a really, really small part of our jobs. Like I, I think on the outset, you, it can look like that at times. I think but actually the serious focus that I know you know, you, you take to make Ranganation the, the show, the, the amazing show it is, isn't you just sitting at home with a fucking big silly wig on dancing about. You know, there's a lot of in, lot of thought that goes into every part. You know, don't get me wrong, when me and James are writing King Gary, we have a laugh, but that's that's probably for the first two or three weeks is really like you're laughing and then you're essentially sort of, you're making out an equation. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You know, you're working yeah. out what works, what doesn't. Even, you know, fr- this Friday, you know, you're a very special person in my life. I wish that I could, I wish that, you know, we had, and we had, we had a bit of a laugh, but it was massively stressful Friday. Oh, my you God. Know, yeah. You, you, yeah. You're not just conscious of the fact that, oh, if I get this wrong, uh, I'm going to look a bit of a wally. If I get this wrong, it's a Friday night, and we, yeah, in the end, we were there for an hour and a half after we should have left. Yeah, and that's yeah, not because yeah. of me and you, but but you are conscious of like, that isn't messing about. That's like going out, you know, everyone here is, you know, they're all setting this stuff up for me and Rom to walk into and do our thing. And if that thing doesn't go, and everyone's doing an amazing job, but if me and Rom then are like, oh yeah, <laughs> I've pulled Rom's trousers down and we're pissing about, then that is all for nothing. And, and you sort of, you make a bit of a mockery of, of you know, the basis of any show, Ranganation, King Gout, any show is is a crew of people who put that together for me, me and you to be able to go to mess around. But then you have an obligation to them to make what they put together as, as good as you can and, and take that seriously, I think. Yeah, the only thing I would say, I, I totally agree with you, the only thing I would say is that because I've been writing, so when we did the first series of Ranganation, we went in lockdown. So I was going into London to Shep B to go and like write the show. And then... Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now I'm doing it at home. Lisa can hear what I'm doing, right? So occasionally she'll walk past and I'll go, I just think it's funnier if we say cornflakes, right? Or whatever. Like these sort of, tr- like what, what just sounds like fucking maniacal. Is it all okay to say cock in that bit? Or do you reckon it sort of takes away from it? Like, should we just say penis? I think I should say penis. I think that's funnier, right? And she's walking past going, this is this guy's fucking job. Yeah. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but that's, that, and that is so true. But also that isn't, that it, there is a lot of worth in what you're saying. Like Bill Burr is, Bill Burr's the king, right? And Bill Burr's use of language is incredible. Mm. If you were writing base stuff that is just like, you never sort of like, you, you never query whether you'd say cornflakes or rice, but whatever, you never, oh, just cock undermine that joke. That is what, that is what, that's what writing jokes and that's what writing scripts is all, all about. So yeah, that is our jo- job and it is fun and it's, it's you know, I, I'm, we're both blessed to do that. But by that token, we're, we have a due diligence, both of us, to, to hopefully make, make what we're doing worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, I guess what we're, but Tom and I are saying is uh, it's a really fucking hard job and you're welcome to you <laughs> take these sacrifices on for your entertainment. Okay, next email. Uh, this is from uh, Sadika Ahmad. Uh, yo, guys, love this podcast. Anyway, can I, I hope I can ask you both a question. What do you do to relax and take your mind off what's happening in the world? I don't know, I'm reading a lot of this. 
I'm finding it very hard at the moment to not look at the news all the time. It's really affecting my mental health. Big love. Many thanks. What do you think? I, I, I stopped looking at the news quite a while ago, just on the basis that uh, it was dragging. I, I got obsessed, I think, around the time of um, Capitol Hill and Trump and Corona and all that sort of stuff. I was like at CNN on my house all the time. I was just literally Fox News, whatever, just like switching between them at that sort of time, seeing different different people sort of became obsessed. And then I was at the beginning of coronavirus, it was the same. So, and it's such an unhealthy thing to do. Um, I genuinely think that the best thing you can do to switch off is is some sort of physical activity. I've, and it's taken me to the age of uh, 40, 41 now to actually realise that what, what the bonuses are of actually just breaking away and doing some chilled, something chilled and something, you know, just going out and pumping some iron or um, doing some, oh, you can't say pumping iron without sounding like a dickhead, but... Um, <laughs> well, you could, you could have just said lifting weights. Um, no, but or jumping on the bike or... You know, the other thing I've tried to do is meditate. I tried to listen to um, that chilled... There's one with... Headspace. Yeah, I've listened to Calm with Matthew McConaughey. The trouble with oh, like, yeah. listening to Matthew McConaughey is he's such an amazing toy, storyteller. So you actually don't relax. You're literally on the edge of your seat waiting to see what happens. You need someone really boring for that, telling those. You... Mate, what? To go, you're talking about meditating? Yeah, just chilling. There's, and... a podcast for, there's a podcast for sleeping called Sleep With Me. Yeah. That's fucking great. And it's just this guy doing exactly that, telling a really boring story. I've never got to the end of it. Really? Like you put, yeah, you, like it'll just go, it's like an American guy and I go, so uh, no, welcome to the Sleep With Me podcast. Um... Today was dominated by, uh, I wanted to go to the uh, shop and buy, uh, what was it? Uh, I got a, uh, I had a situation where, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to eat more vegetables. And so I was sort of looking at the list of vegetables that you could eat. You could eat carrots, you could eat broccoli, you wow. could eat, like it goes on like that. And, and I've never got past the first 10 minutes of it. So it just sends me, bro. By the way. I can't remember who it is, but somebody emailed in with this tip. If you want to listen to a podcast in bed, right, and you don't want to wake up the other half, you put the phone inside your pillow, underneath the pillow actual, you know, so yeah. inside the, the bottom cover, underneath the pillow, and you can set it at a volume where you lying down can hear it crystal clear and your other half can't hear it at all. Wow. It is... Game changing. I'm so sorry I can't remember who told us, but yeah. um, I'll look it up and find out. But anyway, that podcast is great. But yes, you're right. Physical exercise is uh, is very very helpful. As is um, just anything that keeps you in the moment. Sort of, I, I use a bit of headspace sometimes. I do a bit of coloring in. It's something I've dabbled with a little bit during lockdown. I did Tom a jigsaw. No, I did place. a jigsaw. I did a jigsaw. Enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah, uh, cooking Cooking's is another great. good one. Yeah. Uh, just anything like that 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 um, brings you into the moment. I had a very very awful experience when when COVID first happened and we were first going into lockdown and you know it, it sort of first hit the seriousness of it. It's funny actually. I, when you listen to, I did a couple of podcasts just before it all kicked off, um, and you know we were like i did i did i did t the two vegan idiots podcast with carl donnelly and julian dean and we were like fucking joking about COVID because we didn't, had no idea at that stage yeah, yeah. that it was going to be this thing that it ended up being do you know what i mean so you're just sort of going oh blimey you know like you know you're just sort of joking about it in a way that you, do, you know you sort of, because the idea that it was going to affect our lives so massively seems so ridiculous but around that time i was lying in bed and I read a story on the... Lisa went to sleep and I was just on my phone, which is generally, COVID thing. or not, a, a stupid thing to do, right? Is to be looking at your phone. Um, I saw a story about how a tiger in a zoo had got COVID. And I was like, fucking animals can get this. And it just triggered me into thinking there was no escape from it. And I spent two hours in a mental kind of spiral about this is the apocalypse and... Blah, blah, blah. And then I, after that, I made the decision that I can't look at that shit before bed, man. And like, there's loads of people. I, I can't remember who it is, but you, you talk about, listen to the you call it routines of loads of sports people, loads of people that sort of their psychology is important to them and, and doing what they do. They don't look or engage in any kind of external media about two hours before they go to sleep. You yeah. know, and I know two hours is a lot, but like, you know, if you can do an hour or something like that, it's probably going to be good James. for you, I think. Listen to him on Calm. It's incredible. Yeah? What did he say? 
that exactly what you've just said. And also how important yeah. sleep is. You know, like, and this is a big shout out to Romesh actually. Um, and I don't always do this, but on Friday I'd work, I've, I've just, just got to have a week of working long, long days. And Friday I was, I think mentally absolutely broken, like so shattered, so tired. And, uh, I was texting Ramesh and Ramesh said, look, you know, you're just tired. You're just, <laughs> you're just exhausted. So all the stuff you're saying and, and yeah, I was in a bit of a sort of, a, a bit being a bit down on myself and Ramesh was, you know, picked me up on that and, and, you know, uh, and yesterday I spent the whole day sleeping. I was, you know, I had to do some jobs around or whatever with the missus, but, and then today I feel better because I was just tired. So when you listen to a lot of these like Ronaldo and LeBron James, great sports people, the thing that they do is the the actual importance of sleep and rest and re not when when it when they see sleep it's actually exhaust like resting your mind and resting physically and mentally resting is so important so actually taking that time just to sort of like as Romesh says just just being in something and and taking it away from because because worry is a hell of a thing it's it's always going to be there and if you're not engaging in other thing other things if you're sort of just letting your mind float your mind usually will float towards a place that I think anyway for me anyway that's that's just my my, my experience. Usually it's worry or sort of something a little bit down or whatever. And I think it's easy to do that, especially in these times. So I think to try and engage in activities, whether they're mental, whether they're physical, is, is a really important thing. I had, a, I had a, a different thing to worry about this weekend. So we had that, we did that day's filming together. I mean, yesterday was like my first day off in a while. And um, I had a great time. Like I went for a walk with Lisa and the kids. Um, and then our second son, he wanted to do some baking, right? So he and I, we went, I went, popped into the shop, got some stuff, and we baked a cake together. And it was wonderful, except for the fact, I couldn't eat this cake. It was a non-vegan cake. I mean, like, the kids had it. Just during the course of being in the kitchen and being at home and having a day off, the amount of food I inhaled yeah. during the course of yesterday, it was like I was about to fucking hibernate for six months. It was absolutely... <laughs> ridiculous i could not be filled up man it's like a fucking vortex <laughs> and like, i would literally mate this is the other thing i talked to you about having to have two of everything i'll have a bowl of cereal and midway through that bowl of cereal i'll be thinking about how much i'm going to put in the second bowl just have one yeah. bowl you fucking green no bowl. mate don't even don't I, I don't know what is we, wrong we, with we, i did it last night we Catherine cook this incredible um like she she was like look i'm gonna like i've been away i've been you know whatever we've been working when you work on set, you know, you're coming back home late at night, whatever. So Catherine, the cook, this amazing curry. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know what? I might just get some picky bits from the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken balls. So what was yeah. a healthy curry that she cooked for me? Because she's worried about my health. Became me having some picky bits were like chicken balls, spring rolls, prawn crackers, shredded beef. <laughs> It's mental. Isn't I it? ate what I'd I, usually I, have from a Chinese and a curry. But I, like, I started Googling, how do I stop being hungry? It's all the usual shit about fucking drink loads of water and all. I'm terrible at that, by the way. The number of times I fucking go to take a piss at the end of the day and fucking marmalade comes out <laughs> of my dick. I've got better at that in time. I have had to do this thing now where first thing in the morning, I have to drink a shit ton of water because I know I just will forget during the day. And so I just try and at least get a head start on my hydration. I, I don't think, like, you know, like I, I just I drink so much coffee. That's my killer. And then I wonder why I'm shitting through the eye of a needle for fucking two days after I finish. Yeah. I, I wonder why, why I start crying uh, at coach trip. <laughs> Mate, I, think, I think it might, I think it might be the 17 coffees I've had before 5 PM. I watched an episode of catfish yesterday and cried. An episode of Catfish. Can, can, can I tell you something now? We were talking about this over the weekend, right? So I finally got round to watching the finale oh, of WandaVision. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. And oh, we could talk about, the, this is supposed to be the email episode, but we'll talk about So I got to the, 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 the WandaVision. I'm going to say, often as this happens with, with me and you, I wasn't sure about WandaVision when it started off, all that sitcom stuff and the, the, the tribute to I Love Lucy and all that. And then moving, I thought, I don't know, I'm not sure about this. But I watched it because I love Marvel. That finale, I cried my eyes out, man. It really? was mental. I don't, yeah, it was. And obviously partly it, that is being tired. But fucking hell, it was great, man. I loved it. Thank you, Marvel. Um, the penultimate season of um, Orange is the New Black, I did that. that, absolutely, that, that actually left me in tears. I was in, yeah. broken. 
Um, by the way, we should announce, okay, we are going to do as another, we're doing a scat episode as a bonus thing. Another bonus that Tom and I are going to do, it's probably going to have to be in the next week or so, is a Married at First Sight oh, well, sort yeah. of final yeah. conclusion thing. Also, I'm going to give The Mandalorian a try out because, you know, um, Mark Monero, he says it's really good. Yeah. This is what annoys me. This is what annoys me. And Tom, as he said it, his little head cocked back because he knew he was doing something annoying, which is where I've been telling Tom to watch The Mandalorian for ages. He constantly tells me how Star Wars is for virgins and all this shit. <laughs> right. And now because Mark Monero, the brilliant Mark Monero, because he's re- recommended it, now Tom's decided he's going to give it a, a fucking whirl. So fine. Okay. No, because at first it was just... It was you were the kid who plays uh, Teddy, Riley. You were the two. Yeah. You are the only two people I know who were really raving about it. Yeah. And then somebody you actually respected. So sorry, Riley, about that. <laughs> But it turns out that Tom doesn't give a poop. You know what? Even Roy, do you know Roy Estabrook? Even he turned around and was like, yeah. oh, what Mark Monero likes it. About eight people are going to watch it now, I think. Is it? Okay, well, that's great. That's great. Disney needed a bit of a boost anyway, don't they? Um, okay. So anyway, sad. I hope that uh, that helps your, um, your situation. I mean, we kind of veered off a bit. But the point is, get yourself something where you're in the moment, you're not thinking about other things, right? And I hope you find that. <laughs> Okay, this one's a little bit. Uh, look, we're go- I'm going to read this. I don't know if this this is quite a heavy email for this, uh, but I'm I'm delighted that this person has consulted us, but also quite worried for them that they have done. Uh, okay, uh, anonymous. I need some help. My wife and I've been married for six years now. Last year we had a rough patch, and ever since then things haven't been quite right. Recently, I found myself looking at her emails. I know I shouldn't, but they were open, and I just couldn't help myself. There was an email in the draft folder that was blank, but just had an email address from 2018. It was written to someone she'd met on holiday years before. For context, he lives in another country. So I searched for the email address and a sent one came up. The email was upsetting. I won't give the full details, but in the email she called him Babe and told him she missed him. Now, the email was 2018. We'd been married for three years at the time. And I shouldn't be looking through emails, but what can I do? I'm not sure what to do. Do I call her out for it? Is it not acceptable to be speaking to other men in that way when married? Or do I bury this and not risk my marriage? I love her to pieces. I'm scared if this comes out, it'll force us apart. Thanks in advance. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because the truth of the matter is, I guess, you you have seen it. You shouldn't have looked. I, I don't think, I don't agree with the fact you've gone through her emails. I think that, you know, if she's left her emails open, you should have probably, you know, given her the respect and of not looking through them, but you have done. There's no going back on that now. Um, and there probably was some part of you that was already sort of, I guess, you know, there's a reason when you went through emails that you were sort of, whether that was suspicion or whatever. Um, look, man, I, this, this is a tough one, isn't it? Cause I think kind of probably have to have to bring it up. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, I guess it's the, you know, looking at the, the shot of either one. You bring it up and ask her what the situation is, you're going to probably kick off a sort of argument on the basis that she, you know, she's going to, you know, you've been looking through her stuff. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you know, you might be able to actually, actually sort of get some of the stuff that you've, that, you know, that's been going on and actually sort of talk candidly about how you both feel. Um yeah, you know, I think we've said on here before, you know, relationships are hard. I think we all know that. You you have to work at them. All of us, they're ups and downs. I I think for you, sort of reading something like that is obviously pretty um pretty heartbreaking. Uh I, you know, by that token as well, I think if you just leave it, you're never gonna be able to resolve it. And I think that's just gonna that's just gonna be in your head the whole time. And I yeah, I I guess for, for me anyway, I think you you probably are as tough as it's gonna be, you bring out to broach that subject at some time. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Wow. Oh, there's a happy email after this one, Rob. Yeah. Well, well, look. Um, I I agree with everything that Tom said. What I would say to you is, is this. Uh, I think you need to have the conversation. You shouldn't have looked at the emails, but you have done now, like Tom said. And I know you're worried that if it comes out, it'll force you apart. But the truth is, if you're supposed to be together, you'll be together. Do you know what I mean? And so, it might be really difficult, but 
you don't know what the circumstances of her sending this email are. She might have had a moment or a bit of time where she was having doubts or whatever. You know, you just don't know the circumstances. These things are always better discussed because you've got something to sort out, which is why she sent that email. And she's got something to sort out, which is what led you to be looking at her emails. You know, both of those things are problems. And it's better to have a difficult period and get this sorted out for whatever whatever the outcome will be than for you to have this festering with you forever. What are you going to do? Have this sit with you forever and ever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I think it's a difficult one. So, look, good luck, man. Uh, I hope that helps. I, I really do. Okay, moving on. Uh, this, is, this email is less of a question than it is a just sort of... We don't often read emails that... That, that big us up here. But this, I felt, was very celebratory, and I just wanted to share this with you, okay? Right? And I, I don't know if it even requires a response, but I'm sure you will do. Uh, okay, here we go. All right, boys. I just wanted to thank you so much uh, for an amazing podcast you put out on a pretty much bi-weekly basis. Yeah, apologies for the one time we skipped because of Tom. A subject you rarely touch upon, yet which seeps through every pore of your show, is male friendship. A few years ago, I was getting towards a rocky end of a marriage. I lost my way and I lost myself. Worst of all, I lost my best mate. He couldn't stand by and see what I was becoming. Yet he knew if he tried to slap any sense into me, he'd risk losing me forever. He'd made attempts to talk me around to no avail. After a heated bout of conversations, we ended up taking a break from one another. For two or three years, we didn't even exchange a text message. Nothing. Last summer, me and my ex finally put our relationship to rest and went our separate, day, separate ways. Who did I call first for help? Jubilation. A shoulder to cry on. You've got it. My best mate. My partner in crime. My main man. After years apart, we picked up exactly where we left off and we're even closer than we were before. Now we speak almost daily. He knows me and supports me like no other. This year, we've bonded more than ever over the Wolf and I podcast. Never does an episode get released without one of us letting us know each, letting each the other know immediately. We both love the camaraderie, the piss-taking and the obvious love you have for each other. I feel I can sense us upping our bromance game to new heights thanks to the amazing role models you two have become. We let each other know how much we love each other and appreciate and look up to each other, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much. Isn't that lovely? That is very lovely. It's actually very needed as well. It's very sweet, isn't it? And it, it, it's nice to hear. It's very nice to hear. It's nice to hear. And I think, so uh, I think that's how our friendship has, has blossomed. I think through all of... We, we joked about this year and, you know, we talk about that. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. The unheard records, the uh, the the early podcast podcasts that we never released, but yes, they they were very bonding between the two of us, and I think, you know, the love between us has grown over this over this sweet sweet time doing these yeah. podcasts. There's and, still disrespect and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes a little yeah, bit sometimes of... you can be a bit flippant and you need a dry slap, um, and sometimes you need to be beat down a bit. But uh, <laughs> um, no, you've proven to be a noble sidekick, and uh, yeah. I respect you for that. Wow. You know, sometimes you uh, you sugarcoat what is quite clearly a, a massively <laughs> comment with a kind of soft voice and a nice demeanour, and that can fool people into thinking that you're you're being nice when actually you're being horribly vicious. Listen, um, I I 
genuinely I look forward to these these sitting here with you and doing these these podcasts. And also, I think it is important. I th- I think that there is something about um, yeah. I, I've I've got pals that sort of where we, where you drift apart, and I think I've talked about it on here before. And you you don't speak to for a while, and it's and then you know you said that that olive branch, and if you get one back, and yeah, I think you can pick up where you you left off. And I think that's one of the nice things of life. If I think of you know, if you're lucky, I think you can you can touch a lot of lives. You can talk to a lot of people, and and, and, that, and by that matter, I mean just through living your life and and different people you meet in different places, and and it's always nice to touch base with an old friend. Um, but you know, more than that, it's nice to build a rock solid foundation with a new friend. Your voice is sounds really hot right now. Do you know that? <laughs> I don't know what you sort of slipped into there, but that's sort of. And, you know, it's me. I, yeah, you, I have trouble with being. I, I have trouble with being like really, really real at the time. <laughs> um, my my own voice sometimes like, sounds like a Clumberson uh, club across the head when I'm trying to be trying to be sentimental. I loved it. Okay, now this email is. Um, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, bro, but well, um, I'm interested on in your take on it. Uh, hi, Romish and Tom. Love the podcast. Uh, my eyes always streaming. A banter is so natural. This is so lovely, isn't it? Uh, my question relates to a conversation I heard at work. Now, Tom, I know a lot of the time when I start reading these emails, you kind of start drifting off or eat a snack or something. But just try and stay focused because okay. I need you to engage with this fully. Okay, okay. okay. My question relates to a conversation I heard at work. I overheard a colleague telling Tom's potpourri story almost word for word. And it was very well received. Everyone was laughing. I sat there in two minds, whether to call bullshit or let him get on with it. I chose the latter. So my question is, should I have called him on it? Was I right to think we all embellish stories to make them funnier? Let him have fun with it. I love everything the pair of you do. Keep up the good work. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh... So this guy, I assume that this guy's told the stories if it happened to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that. You know what? In some ways, um, yeah, that could be a little bit, um, could be a bit of a kick in the teeth. But on other ways, you know what? If it's a guy in an office and he's trying to find his place and he's listened to that story and he's found it funny and he's passing it along and if it somehow makes people like him more or people have a laugh with people more or show a side to him which is a bit more vulnerable and, and he hasn't, maybe he doesn't feel comfortable in sharing, you know, actual, uh, his stories of his own. Maybe he hasn't been in a situation where he's uh, looked quite as ridiculous. Um, then, yeah, fair play to the guy. If I'm honest with you, like, you know, I, I think it's a bit it's a bit of a sorry act because I think most of us have been in situations that are pretty embarrassing and pretty, you know, that's literally, I mean, I, I, we, could do, we could do fucking special upon special of the situations that me and Romish talk about where we have felt that pathetic or something's, you know, that's not just an isolated incident, and and that and that's the different that, that these happen to everyone because that's just human nature. So maybe he's just not comfortable in, in actually bearing stories of his own, uh, and yeah, he's gone that way. So I'll bear him no ill will. Um, but I, what I do also by that token is uh, thank you for 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 sending an email in, and uh, thank you for having a, having my back on that one. I respect. And I you. think it's really nice that 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 Tom did a very good. Uh, made a very good fist of hiding the fact that he wants that guy dead. You know? <laughs> we were talking about this just the other day. I know, I know. Literally I know. talking about it in the car. And I know. Yeah, he's telling some people at work, and you know, there's people out there who've done far worse who've got taken people's stories and told them on stage. So <laughs> <laughs> the truth of the matter is, this is as old as time. Uh, there was probably people in the Bible who were taking credit for other people's. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't Judas who nicked all the silver. It was someone else. Do you know what I mean? We took the suit. So, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that is just you got yourself into you got yourself into a pickle yeah. very quickly. Now, I didn't yeah, give I that biblical remember. example. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't quite remember the details of what I, I haven't read the Bible for about. Uh, actually, I think I've ever read it all. I've read the skinny skinny version. <laughs> yeah, um, there there is another issue here, by the way, like because obviously. There are a number of issues with, like, I guess, telling the, passing the story off as his own or whatever. And Tom's been very magnanimous there. What I would say, though, is this guy is putting himself at risk a little bit because 
it's possible that if that story smashed it, that he's going to start telling that story elsewhere. You know, he's probably run it out there and he's thinking, this is going to become one of my stories now. And then what happens when, if somebody happens to stumble across the Wolf and Our podcast and like listen to that story, the ramifications of that for that guy, if I, if I, if somebody told me a story as if it was their anecdote and then I heard a comedy thing and it was a bit not, I mean, not that it's a bit of your material, you were just telling a story, but I then heard it was some, I don't know how I'd feel about that, like with regards to that person. No. Do you know what I mean? So the question is, how good a mate are you with this guy? Because what you could do, I'm not suggesting you do, this is up to you whether you do that. What you could do is rather than calling him out in front of everybody, which would be a really fucking horrendous thing to do, is just say to him, look, mate, just so you know, I know that story's from the, the Wolf and Owl. You know, it's from Tom Davis. I'm just letting you know that it's possible that if you tell that again, that other people will, will have heard it there. And it just makes, it's just a bit embarrassing. I mean, he knows, do you know what I mean? And then, and then if he continues to tell that story and he thinks I'm willing to roll the dice on that, then that's yeah, exactly. Decision. If he's, you know, if you ride upon the devil's back, get ready to feel his fiery tongue. Okay. That feels like, um, somebody's put the devil into a porn hub search. <laughs> Okay, we've got time for one more, I think. Yeah, baby. Uh, this is from... I don't think there's any reason to keep this person anonymous. This is from Shiraz Khan. Uh, hey, guys. Love the podcast. We'd be honoured if you could provide your insights on the below. Me and the missus watching Gogglebox the other day, and a clip from the million-pound porn TV shop came up where the lady wanted to sell her late uncle's watch. Even though she gives a heartwarming story on how much it means to her, she still ends up selling it and take the money. It takes the money. It turned out to be a fake Rolex made with real gold. This is where the debate started. The missus reacted with utter disgust to the fact that even though this watch had sentimental value, the lady still decided to sell it and take the money. First off, we don't know why the lady needed the money, but my argument was if the lady goes out to buy a gift for herself with that money, does the new item have some sentimental value as her late uncle's watch had contributed to the purchase? My missus says straight up, no, only the watch holds sentimental value, whereas I argue it does as sentimental value is determined by the individual and not what others think. Therefore, I thought, what better way to settle this than to get the wise wisdom views of the wolf and owl? Appreciate your help on this. Firstly, massive props to the woman for getting away with, because those um, guys on that show are fucking savvy, so that she managed to fucking swindle them with a fake watch is fucking... I think that, I don't think, I don't, I think you may have misinterpreted that. I think they knew it was a fake Rolex, but it had real gold in it, so... Oh, right, so she didn't swindle them? No, they didn't. I, I thought that was another one of us to put on our film list. Uh, it's quite, you know, it felt like quite a filmic. So. Well, that be the that would I guess that would be what the sequel to the Marbury handbag. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then obviously then we'd probably get a bit more money for budgets, and we did a big drink capture maybe with George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the plan anyway. Uh, <laughs> sequel to the Marbury, oh, guys. Have you seen the sequel? It's all about this old woman who tries to sell a watch. Um, it's weird because I knew the sequel would be bad because the first one was so shit, but I still found myself feeling disappointed. <laughs> um, right. Um, Let's, let's hit it. Um, yeah, listen, the two of you, I like a debate. I like a heated debate. As you know, me and Rom have these quite often. Personally, I agree with, um, I think it, 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 your girlfriend or your wife, whoever said the, I th I think that the, the same sentimental value is there on whatever she's, you know, I don't know what she brought with that money, but if she's gone out and bought a chain that she can wear um, uh, and it's something that she can then hold dear, and she, yeah, the watch for her is sort of maybe is a bit useless. It just sits on the side and she doesn't, she might want to saying, you know, she's brought something that for her she can wear and she can remember that person. So I, I sort of agree with, yeah, the person who said that. That's where I'm coming at this. Um, Rom, do you agree or disagree, baby? Well, uh, I think, um, I, I think the level of sentimental value can be determined by whether that woman wants to sell it or not. I mean, you don't know, you don't know how much she needs the money. And also, it might be that she thinks it does have some sentimental value, but what's better than sentimental value is me being able to pay my mortgage this month. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, if she stays in her house, there's some sentiment in that. Her, you know, her. It, it, I don't know what the background story is, but I, I, I you know, I think that I, I would be inclined not to judge her on this. Do you know what I mean? I, also I, think, I, think, that, I think there's a little bit of a hog of crap about sentimental items, personally. Okay, I wasn't going to say this, but I, 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 I do. I do agree. I think this sentimental value thing—it t t people tend to say that, 
about things they just want to keep hold of. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like if that's it's that's that's the I don't think you can judge someone if they don't have that same that same ethos we're looking at. Some people are gonna memory they need those things around them to to make those memories sort of almost become more real and they can look at that thing and go, Oh that you know and that can cast a memory back. And some people don't need that. Some people some people, the memories are just there anyway and the thoughts are just there. Also, you've got to remember that sometimes I think people, sometimes those those items and those art, you know, things, artifacts, they, they provoke something that maybe you don't want to think about that thing. You don't, you know, uh, you don't want to think about that person, not not in a bad way, but it's just like, you know, it, it, can, it can be too upsetting. So, yeah, we're, like, as Rom says, I, I think we shouldn't judge her, but, you know, whether it's a mortgage or whether she just wanted something that meant something to her, from that person, no, I think that's the uh, yeah, that's the cricket. It also, it's rug. fake, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, geez, like it a... sounds like a hell of a fake Rolex. Yeah, come on, it's better than that fake one you used to have. Ooh, what watch do you wear? Oh, Apple Watch all the way, baby. You're a Swatch guy, aren't you? I'm a Swatch guy. You know what? I uh, the thing about the Apple Watch is you can just never escape your phone. I had an Apple Watch for a while, and I just you keep on just getting emails on your wrist. Oh, I've I find it switched that off. I just have inescapable. I have it like for, I just like the physical and the sort of the, that sort of side of it. And I just quite like the fact you can change it up and sometimes it can get quite sporty. Other times it can look quite, you can wear a little gold strap with it. I like the fact that, you can, yeah. I mean, when you were a kid and you used to have those, um, you'd have like a cutout of like a, somebody and you used to put all different clothes onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. That's what your watch is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I had a Rice Krispie watch for a while when I was a kid. Yeah. And you could get it by sending off the vouchers to um, Kellogg's. You had to have eight tokens and fill out the thing. And I just sent the thing and included the tokens that I got on that box and hoped that they'd think I'm just such a loser kid they'd send the watch anyway, and they did. That's quite a, that's a hell of a grift. Yeah, it's a hell of a scam. So if you've got a time machine and can take yourself back to the time when they were doing that kind of stuff, it's a handy little life hack. Okay, Tom, we're out. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the bonus episode you got to this week. Yeah. Please keep sending your emails in to the wolf, not to the, to wolfandalpod at gmail.com. Um, it's a delight, as always, here. If we don't read your emails, it doesn't mean we haven't read them. We love getting your emails. Thank you so much. You you make this show what it is, and for that, we are truly grateful. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, and if we get over 150 emails, Ramesh will do the bonus episode next week naked. <laughs> okay. that, n- neither of those things are desired <laughs> I don't want 150 emails and I'm not going to do the podcast naked peace out, peace enough respect bye bye take care